0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Julia Mahenkuzin. So how are you today, Julia?
1: I'm great, Matthew. I'm ready to rock and roll.
0: All righty. Let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Oliver. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh... Um, I am one of Matthew's former classmates, um, I am a composer, um, and as such, Matthew, who is very good at singing, um, sang my senior thesis, which was a song cycle that was 25 minutes of music that was really good. He did a really good job. Um, but other than that, um, I am currently a Fulbright student researcher in Tallinn, Estonia. Right now, um, studying music composition here in Estonia. It's a pretty, uh, pretty awesome time, uh, having fun. Euro cool. summer is really, uh, really hot and wonderful
0: well good i always like it when the contestants pr- uh, praise me in their introductions of themselves <laughs> so thank you for that i appreciate it praise be to matthew yes
3: <laughs> and we
0: also have sean
3: hey i'm sean uh i'm i'm here i'm ready i'm i am matthew's best friend in the whole world and um True he is um he is my hero and I am an enthusiast of all things tea, trivia, and Matthew Cook. Um, I got my trivia trousers on, and I'm ready to go. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Julia will explain the rules for round one.
1: Round one is our first general knowledge round, consisting of five multiple-choice questions for each player. Correct answers are worth 10 points each.
0: Alrighty, Oliver, you are up first. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, yes.
0: Question one. In which Schubert song cycle does the main character develop an obsession with the color green, which contributes to his downfall? A, die schöne Müllerin, B, Winterreise, or C, Schwanengesang.
2: Is it A?
0: That's correct. The maiden mentions that she likes the color green, and then a hunter clad in green seen by the main character as a romantic rival walks by and he starts to go downhill eventually it's presumed that he drowns himself in a creek
2: unfortunately it's not quite as That's amazing a right. piece as uh Dishula or whatever the, the mueller report that by thomas flaherty
0: yes the true icon of uh, of song cycles amazing dude question two what is the second most prominent ethnic group in estonia after estonians a latvians B. Russians or C. Ukrainians?
2: That would be Russians.
0: That's correct. They make I, up a, about a quarter of the population.
2: It's a very interesting history, and I uh, I really love a lot of my uh, Russian uh, friends here. They're they're really fantastic people. My neighbors are Russian, actually.
0: Oh, lovely. Question three: Which of these national anthems is not based on a drinking song? A. La Marseillaise. B, the Star Spangled Banner, or C, God Save the Queen.
2: I think it's La Marseillaise.
0: That's correct. Um, the song was written in 1792 specifically for use by the French garrison in Strasbourg. It became associated with, Marse- um, with Marseille after a group of soldiers from that city adopted it as their unit song. Cool. Question four The gift of gab is the traditional reward for kissing what Irish rock? according to legend a the dublin stone b the antrim stone or c the blarney stone
2: uh let's say b
0: no it's actually c the blarney stone yeah it's the one where they think they hang you upside down you have to guess interesting yeah
2: i've heard of this i just don't know the name
0: <laughs> yeah question five who was the last u.s president to serve in the military a george hw bush b george w bush or C, Jimmy Carter.
2: Um, it would be the last George Bush, i.e. Um, George W. Bush.
0: That's correct. From 1960...
2: I actually just kind of forgot which one it was for a second, whether it was H.W. or W. <laughs> yeah. Bush. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's the younger one. Um, from 1968 to 74, he was in the Texas and Alabama National Guard, where he was a pilot.
2: Yeah, I knew that. I knew that he was in the National Guard, and yeah. my g- grandfather used to make fun of him a lot for that, because my grandfather was in the Navy. Oh,
0: Lovely. righty, Sean, are you ready for your five questions?
3: I'm ready for a five out of five. Let's go. Okay, question
0: one. Which of Beethoven's symphonies includes a thunderstorm? A, symphony number no. five, B, symphony number no. six, or C, symphony number
3: no. seven? I'm going to say A, symphony number no. five. Well... You just lost the five out of five. Um, you know, it's... that's fine. That was all put it on my plan, actually. Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't well, give a sip. You, you have you have other chances to get five out of five. Now, this was symphony number six, the pastoral symphony. Um, the five movements were titled by Beethoven. First was Awakening of Cheerful Feelings on Arrival in the Countryside. The Second is Seen by the Brook. Third is Merry Gathering of Country Folk. Four is Thunder Storm. Thunder, comma, storm. And then the last, last one is Shepherd's Song, Cheerful and Thankful Feelings After the Storm. Wow. Question two. How many 14ers are in Colorado? A, 33 or 38, depending on the criteria. B, 43 or 48, depending on the criteria. Or C, 53 or 58, depending on the criteria.
3: It's going to be a B for me.
0: <laughs> no, Sorry, it was actually C. Uh, 53 or 58, depending on the criteria. According to 14ers.com, a peak must rise at least 300 feet above the saddle that connects it to the nearest 14er peak. Uh, Five peaks don't meet this criteria, but are on the list because they are named and recognized by the USGS. Hence, the According to me,
3: at least 10 of those peaks sound like fake 14ers. Never heard of them. Don't care. They don't count.
0: All right. Question three. Which of the following Central American nations does not have an eponymous national capital? A. Guatemala, B. Belize, or C. Panama.
3: That's going to be a B for Belize. That's correct.
0: The capital is Belmopan, though the largest city is Belize City. And of course, the capital of Guatemala is Guatemala City, and Panama is Panama City.
3: Just continuing my perfect geography track record, I got first place in the 7th grade geography B, so... Well, there you go. I knew
0: you could handle difficult geography questions like that. Yeah. So I gave it to you. Question four. Which of these national anthems was originally a protest song? A, Himno Nacional Mexicano, Mexico. B, Amran na Fion, that's Ireland. That's my best guess as to how that's pronounced. Or C, A Portuguesa, for Portugal.
3: I'm going to go with A.
0: No, it was actually C, the Portuguese National Anthem. The song was written in uh, 1890 to protest the monarchy.
3: Good for them. Yeah.
0: And finally, question five. Which of these former presidents who all served in the Navy during World War II graduated from the Naval Academy? A, Jimmy Carter, B, Richard Nixon, or C,
3: Gerald Ford? We all know Gerald Ford graduated from the Naval Academy. C, Gerald Ford.
0: No, Gerald Ford went to the University of Michigan.
3: Listen, actually. you know, th- th- I couldn't tell you a lick of anything about Gerald Ford. The ruse is up. I don't know any of that.
2: He <laughs> makes a cameo in that seventy show at one point. Not, not actually him. Sorry, <laughs> it's just like a, him as portrayed by someone else.
0: Oh, I say that would be really funny if he did. Good it.
3: trivia. Yeah.
0: Um. The answer is Jimmy Carter.
3: I feel wiser. Mm-hmm. This has been a learning experience.
0: Well, and th- and we're we're all about learning here on Trivia Over Tea. It's yeah. a it, it's a competition, but deep down, it's it's really all about the knowledge that you gain along the
3: way. Absolutely, yeah. Also, sorry
2: for like chiming, and after that, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to talk too much after people answer things. But you
3: should be. You killed my vibe. I was doing really good, <laughs> and then you made me miss all my questions
0: <laughs> after you answered
1: all. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Julia, can you please give us a score update?
1: Sure thing. At the end of round one, Oliver has 40 and Sean has 20 points.
0: Woo! It's time for our weekly audience question. If you recall last week, our question was, what was the first university established in Southern California? And the answer is USC the University of Southern California. It was established in 1880, although it should be noted that Chapman University was established in 1861, but at the time it was actually located in Woodland, California, which is up north near Sacramento. It moved to LA in 1920 and to its present home in the city of Orange in 1954. And so the answer is USC. Now, of course, I asked this because I started my master's in voice at USC earlier this week, So I'm very happy to be back in Los Angeles. Alrighty, for this week's question, we'll turn to the Paralympic Games, which started earlier this week in Tokyo. The predecessor to the Paralympic Games was a sporting competition organized by a neurologist for veterans with spinal cord injuries from what war? So have a think about that, send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. All righty, and now it is time for round two. So Julia, can you please explain the rules?
1: Round two consists of five questions directed to each player on the same topic. Correct answers are worth 20 points. If a player gets a question wrong, their opponent will have the chance to give the correct answer for 10 points.
0: All righty, so Oliver, you're gonna get questions about a famous composer slash conductor who was born on August 25th, um, which is the de- the date that this podcast is being released. Your questions are about Leonard Bernstein, who was born (laughs) August 25th, 1918.
2: I I should have seen this coming. I literally saw your one with, or heard your one with Matthew and uh, Brittany, and I was like, oh, like, I could tell what many of the questions are, because I could just, like, tell when it was, because it was Haydn's birthday then. Yeah, um, but you didn't see it coming,
3: and now you're in trouble. Let's bring them on.
2: All right, let me see if I have that portion of that Leonard Bernstein book that I once read or the one kind of cool video by a guy that I know about Leonard Bernstein are going to come in and use right now. Let's go.
0: Okay. I think I think admittedly my Bernstein questions are a little easy I think. So, Anyway we'll see. Question one. In his operetta Candide, Kuna Gandhi sings what showcase aria while arraying herself in jewels?
2: And I have Seen Candide with you and with, me? with Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But like, could you repeat the question one more time?
0: In his operetta Candide, Cunegonde sings what showcase aria while arraying herself in jewels.
2: Mm. Oh, this is the really famous one that Matthew wouldn't stop singing. Just kidding, he would totally stop singing it, but he sung it very loudly at one point. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it called "To Cover Me in Jewels"?
3: No. Sean? Uh, Close, but no cigar, Oliver. I believe the correct answer is Aramian Jewels. No. Oh, come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, this is glitter and be gay. Glitter and be gay, that's what it is. (laughs) That's the part (laughs) I
2: play. Oh, man.
0: Except much higher than that. Yes. Yes.
2: Notoriously high.
0: Notoriously high, as in high E flats across the piece. Question two: His most popular composition is likely what musical set in New York and based on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet?
2: West Side Story, and I have a fun little uh, uh, fact about this, by the way, if you would like to hear it. Please. Um, At the that Leonard Bernstein book that I just told you that I read, um, or part of, it opens with um, him saying, or with the author saying, "It's funny that." Um, Leonard Bernstein was really wanting to be known as a serious composer but his most like, like as a concert music composer but his most famous work was a, a musical theater work. Mozart was in the exact same situation. His uh, most famous work was Les Nozze de Figaro um, butchered that pronunciation but still <laughs> um, yes. The Marriage of Figaro which was roughly considered back then to be a kind of like um, jocular music piece like kind of like a, a funny piece of Opera, but he really wanted to be known as a very serious composer and there's that parallel drawn at the beginning of the book Very cool book called Leonard Bernstein by Joanne Pazer.
3: Are you getting paid for this? Uh,
0: paid promotion? I'm I'm yeah. unfortunately not. Are you getting paid for this Oliver?
2: I, I wish.
0: We should be getting paid for this.
2: Joanne Pazer I don't even know if she's still alive, so who knows. Mm. Leonard Bernstein should pay us money for doing this promotion like We had he to pay him for the t-shirts. Yeah,
0: he should. Wonder where he is now Anyway, question three in addition to his first symphony, Bernstein wrote which other symphony on a religious theme and dedicated it to John F. Kennedy, who was assassinated 18 days before its premiere?
2: Um, it's his third symphony, the Kaddish symphony. That's correct. And second symphony is my favorite, though. Oh, okay. The Age of Anxiety. It's a very good opening for a piece.
0: Um, Kaddish is a prayer chanted at every synagogue service for the dead. Um, it's, the symphony is scored for speaker, soprano solo, SATB choir, boys choir, and orchestra. Great piece. Question four. In 1965, Bernstein premiered what five-movement choral composition, his first composition after the third symphony, also based on a Hebrew text?
2: Is it Chichester Psalms?
0: That's correct. The text is derived from Psalms 108, one hundred twenty 131, and 133.
3: You know, if there was a single question I was going to bounce back on, it was going to be that one because <laughs> I am presently singing that piece. I'm going to be performing it in oh. a couple weeks. It awesome. is um, very difficult and silly. I heard it
0: performed by the, um, the, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra Chorus. I think that's the title of the ensemble. Hammer mm-hmm. Hall in 2018. Yeah. That was that was a good the one. concert. That was the concert to which I sprinted across the Arrow River um, in my.
3: Were you being chased sport. by a kangaroo? No, I was. I was late.
0: I was late, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was sprinting, literally sprinting across the river, um, and I made it just in time. It's good for you. Uh, thank you. I was very proud of myself, though I I was like heavily breathing and sweating for like the first half an hour. So I felt bad for the people around me, but oh well. <laughs>
2: My way over here actually to this to coming here, I was chased by Putin. So,
0: oh, yeah. okay, wow, oh, we all have our
2: experiences.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, kangaroos in Australia, Putin everywhere else. Yeah, makes sense. And finally, question five Bernstein conducted a historic performance of what piece to commemorate the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989?
2: Oh, is it Beethoven's Ninth Symphony?
0: That's correct. The uh, concert was held on Christmas Day at the Schauspielhaus in what was formerly East Berlin.
2: I was I was, re- I was really, really close to saying um, Adagio for Strings, which was like the, uh, Alan Gilbert at least did that at some point for like Victims of 9-11 or something, but mm. it was, yeah, that, that's, a, that's the other sad piece, but yes. that's, that's the sad piece, Beethoven's Ninth is joyous piece. I was
0: gonna say, Freude, although they didn't actually sing Freude because they, they changed the word to Freiheit. I believe oh, that's cool. freedom for, the, for that particular concert.
2: It really that good, could be a good
3: way. trivia question. Review.
0: Yeah, maybe I should have made that the trivia question instead. You should, uh,
2: you should, I should be your
0: consultant for these. Uh, if you would like to write some questions for me, I'm more than happy to have you do that. That would ease my burden significantly. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, Sean, um, I'm going to give you questions. Uh, unfortunately, there aren't any other famous composers born on August 25th, but um, wow. I chose another famous... 20th century composer. Um, Oh, yeah. Your questions are going to be about uh, one Francis Poulenc. You you know, um,
3: this is, is, um, here we go. I'm having
2: an out-of-body experience right
1: (laughs) now.
3: I have something in my tea. Mm -hmm. Question
0: one. Poulenc wrote the piano suite Trois Mouvements Perpetuels while under the tutelage of what composer of the Gimnipodes?
3: Um um oh you know the one you know he's uh, oh boy he's got a name are you sure you pronounce that right it's no i'm um, not sure actually <laughs> he maybe has a name know. and he wrote the pieces and they go and there you know mm-hmm. maybe
2: oh. try and say that one more time by the way like i always say a yeah, May I
3: hear the question again um
0: yeah i'll g- give it another shot here poulenc wrote the piano suite trois mouvement. Perpetuel, I think I got that one right. While under the tutelage of what composer of the Gymnopédies? That was a little Eric Italian Satie. Bit. Yes, that's correct. Poulenc was 19 in December 1918. When I was just was building written. the
3: suspense a little bit. <laughs> okay,
0: well, good job. Question two: Poulenc was among the first composers to recognize the importance of recorded music, and in the 1920s made numerous recordings using what Thomas Edison
3: invention? The phonograph?
0: Yeah, that's close enough. The, the gramophone his, that's oh, the successor the gra- gram- to the phonograph. I but just... yes, yeah, that's
3: correct. They're the same.
0: They're, they are... <laughs> they're, they're not are the same, pretty...
3: actually. They're different mechanism, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um, he recorded many of his own songs, as well as those of other composers, like Debussy, Gounod, and Ravel. Shell
2: sure, Guy.
0: Yeah. Question three. One of Poulenc's two full-length operas was what work about a group of nuns who were martyred during the Reign of Terror of the French Revolution,
3: that would be, um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's I've seen it, and it's um, uh, it's there's nuns in it, and a lot of nuns. what it's called, what the name of it is, is a French word, and we know how I feel about French. For the <laughs> viewers at home, the way I feel about French is it's a dumb language with too many letters. The name of the opera is. A little breathing exercise oh boy i don't remember le uh le 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 le, 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 cam, le camelite is that it
0: that's part of it
3: le le le, le something de camelite le getting, oh my god you're getting i don't closer. have it closer you're getting closer um, uh yeah i absolutely i i cannot remember that first word oliver
2: is it like Carmelite de, de, de Bussy, I
0: don't know. <laughs> no, um, it is uh, Dialogue de Carmelite, or dialogue. Dialogues of the Carmelites, which yeah. I was in, in Australia.
3: You know? oh, what, a, what a treat. For those yeah. at home who haven't seen it, it's um, really boring. I don't recommend it, in my opinion. Uh,
0: except for the last scene. The last
3: scene is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know that I would describe it as funny, um, but uh, it's, uh, it's. It, it, I, I wrote the final scene is quite shocking um, as the uh, 16 nuns are are guillotined one by one as they sing Salve Regina.
3: I was going to let it be a little surprise for everyone, oh, but okay. that is what yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I've spoiled it. I
0: spoiled it for everyone. Yeah. Um, and eventually their voices are literally cut off by the blade and, Blanche, the main character is the last one singing until she too is killed it's a downer yeah yeah i think we can give i think we can give sean half credit for that
1: i gotcha yeah
0: Yeah. because that was you you got the carmelites which is i think the most important yeah the effort was there yeah yeah all righty question four Poulenc wrote many sacred choral works including what work for mixed choir and orchestra which is a setting of some text from the Mass Ordinary.
3: That would be the, uh, the, the, the Gloria? (laughs) That's correct. That's, I figured there were more words than that, but it's just one. Yeah, it's just just one.
2: Just Gloria. We all played that, we all played that together. Yeah, how about that?
0: Yes. containing text from the Gloria section of the Mass Ordinary. And finally, question five, at his funeral, Poulenc's wish was that none of his own works were played. Instead, what composer and titular organist of Saint-Sulpice Catholic Church played selections of Bach on the organ.
3: Matthew, I haven't a clue.
0: Alrighty, Oliver, is it? I'm gonna.
2: This could be really blatantly wrong. Don't laugh. Is it Saint-Saens?
0: No, um, it's actually Saint-Saens. Uh, successor at the church, Marcel oh. Dupre. Oh okay. I was like, oh. like I was like,
2: man, were you just giving that away or something? Like saying, what, <laughs> were, super, no. what were you saying? Um, just, uh, but Saint that's your top French Souspice.
0: works. Yeah. Saint Sulpice okay. is the name of the church um in Paris. But yeah, that's Marcel fair. Dupre. Alrighty, that's the end of round two. So Julia, can you please give us a score update?
1: From that round, Oliver got eighty points and Sean got 70. So get it. current, Current score is Oliver at 120 and Sean at 90. So
0: now it is time for round three. Julia, can you please explain the rules?
1: Round three is our second general knowledge round. There will be five questions for each player, and correct answers are now worth 30 points. Like in round two, if a player gets a question wrong, their opponent will have the chance to give the correct answer for 15.
0: Alrighty, Oliver, are you ready for your five questions?:
2: One sec.:
1: Are you preparing in some way?
2: Yeah, I, I'm also keeping track of stuff, and I, 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 I did this a lot when I was like, doing quiz Bowl in high school, too, just to like like I, I don't know. I think there's something about like the action of like being writing stuff down that kind of gets your brain into like focus mode. So I just kind of do this just to write something down in general.
0: I used um, to do that too. I used to keep score during Quiz Bowl. Well. Yeah,
2: it's also like I've started like writing a lot of my scores by hand now and so that's oh, wow. kind of a good, a good way of um, like Yeah,
3: I used to keep score doing quiz bowl too. I'm just kidding. I didn't do quiz bowl because I wasn't a big huge <laughs> nosey Jesus.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: right. love you Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate
2: Anyways, it. yes, please go.
0: Okay, question one. What interstate highway has concurrencies with I-81 in Virginia? I 77 in West Virginia, I 75 in Kentucky, I 57 in Illinois, and I 55 in Illinois and Missouri.
2: Is it I 95?
0: No. <laughs>
3: Sean? Uh, I believe it is um, I 68. Close. I 64. Oh.
2: Uh, man. Yeah. My, my mom is screaming right now just like in the back of my mind like, i told you the names of the roads
0: <laughs> question two perhaps frank lloyd Wright's best known construction is what pennsylvania house adjacent to a tributary of bear run built for the kaufman family as a vacation home
2: it's falling water
0: that's correct it seemingly hangs over a waterfall
2: it's really beautiful too
0: yeah it's one of my favorite a places a set of
3: it yeah. <laughs>
0: Question three. From 1964 to 1966, what, what composer studied with Nadia Boulanger on a Fulbright scholarship?
2: I'm sorry, I wasted more time. From 1964 to
0: 1966, what composer studied with Nadia Boulanger on a Fulbright scholarship?
2: Okay, I think I know the question, but like I would just like to say real quickly, the, the correct answer could be, thousands of people <laughs> she that's had. why
0: i narrowed it down to 1964 to 1966
2: was it philip glass that's correct Yeah, yes. but yeah that, that was the other like weird kind of trick about that was that fulbright's are normally given for one year but his he got it, um extended by a specific letter by nadia boulanger to do it one more year
0: interesting i didn't know that he said in 1979 quote the composers i studied with boulanger are the people i still think about most Bach and Mozart.
2: Yeah, it's a he's a really like it, I I get really frustrated at a lot of composers who are like yeah it's just like so easily accessible and stuff like no it's like I mean he there's there's a very complex history between him and like Boulanger of like um, sort of him going a little bit his own way and stuff and him being like kind of a little bit old to be studying with her but uh, no he 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 integrated a lot of like cool voice leading tricks and stuff and harmony stuff he's a good composer he yeah, he's a, at least deserving of like the title of a pretty good composer, you know, maybe not the uh, like household name stardom that he has, but still.
0: Do you have something to say, Sean? No, I
3: knocked my microphone.
0: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, looked like you were poised to jump in. Um, question four, what composer known for works such as Adoration and Dances in the Cane Breaks broke ground when the Chicago Symphony Orchestra performed her Symphony in E Minor at the World's Fair in
2: 1932, this is a this is a Mason wrote this. To me. Uh, I have I have two, I have, I have a guess and a backup guess, but um, the the guess that I'm going to guess is uh, Nadia Boulanger.
3: No, can Sean, I? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, Sean, go.
3: Oliver, you wanna tell me that backup guess? <laughs> <laughs> mm, was it um Oh you know. Um you know the one I was... I don't I I don't Never. know. This is Florence Price. That's, that's, who the thing. <laughs> God, that's who I was trying to think of. I couldn't think of her name. I'm gonna lose it. I'm just kidding, I'm not gonna lose it. We're playing it cool, I don't give a sip.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, it, uh, that, that, that was my backup because, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And I was like totally going in on that too. I was like, but wait, It was also pretty popular. Didn't a lot of Blanche Price's pieces only get performed for the first time recently? Like all this dumb stuff in my head. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to sit on it or anything. Like, Let's go.
0: No, cle- clearly you're not. you're not bitter <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Finally, question five seven future presidents served in the union army during the civil war who was the first to be elected president
2: well i guess it was uh ulysses S. grant
0: that's correct he was elected in 1868
2: it's like right after <laughs>
0: yeah andrew johnson was a brigadier general and the um, military governor of, of tennessee and became president upon the assassination of abraham lincoln in april 1865 but he was never elected president Interesting. Mm. Other union veterans were um, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Harrison, and McKinley.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that Johnson was in the military,
0: but that's a cool no, fact. I didn't know that. That's interesting. All righty, Sean, are you ready for your five questions?
3: Oh, yeah. Bring them on.
0: Okay. Question one. What interstate highway does not run concurrent with any other interstate highways for its entire 1,063-mile length through Wyoming, Colorado, and New
3: Mexico? Uh <laughs> would that be um I twenty-five? That's correct. Oh yeah.
2: Heck yes.
0: Question two. Allegro Barbaro is a solo piano piece by
3: what Hungarian composer? Um <laughs> I'm poised to really embarrass myself here. Let's just pretend that I did not spend almost four years studying music. Um, was it Bartok?
0: That's correct. Yes. And he utilizes pentatonic and chromatic scales. Question three. Here's your Mason music question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adolph Sachs famously exhibited one of his saxophones at the Paris World Expo in 1855. What register was the instrument
3: that's a good question uh, particularly because i don't know the answer but <laughs> my educated guess would be soprano no that was
2: gonna be oliver. my guess too oh oliver oh, sorry no yeah but yeah let me still guess so <laughs> um is it uh tenor
0: no it was the bass saxophone oh I
2: never would have guessed that
0: yeah. <laughs> Now, Mason loves these obscure instrument questions. Um, it was a bass sax pitched in C. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Question four What Nobel Prize winning scientist who discovered the element radium and coined the term radioactivity is buried in a lead lined coffin because her body
3: is so radioactive? Yeah, would that be Marie Curie? That's correct. I said that kind of weird. Shout out to her. F's in the chat. What a hero.
0: And finally, question five. What fabled basketball team once drew 75,000 fans for a game in Berlin?
3: That's another Mason question. You know, I'm, my mind is racing trying to put together Berlin and basketball. Two things I already know very little about. Um, the, the boys balling in Berlin. I... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no. It, yeah. Sean, or Oliver, sorry.
2: It's the Harlem Globetrotters.
0: Yes, that wasn't what you just looked up, was it?
2: No, sorry. I okay. um, Julia just asked me uh, if I got one of the questions from last round. Correct.
0: Oh, okay, okay. My she apologies. Can confirm.
1: He was not cheating. I promise. My,
0: my apologies. I just heard.
1: The I little for it.
3: Tappy tappy of
1: keys. It's quite yeah. furious.
3: Okay, Oliver, if you're cheating. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty, that's the end of round three. So, Julia, can you please give us a score update?
1: Of course. So, from that round, Oliver got 75 points and Sean got 90. So, right now, Oliver's at 195 and Sean's right behind him at 180.
3: Ooh. Yeah, you know, I can see why you're cheating. I'd feel the pressure too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all righty now it is time for round four so julia can you please uh tell us the rules
1: of course round four is our showdown the two players will be asked to write down their questions their answers to the same three questions correct answers are worth 30 points
0: but again if you would like to contribute some questions um to ease my burden in future episodes that would be lovely anyway besides the point anyway question one june middleton is the Guinness World Record holder for most time living in what large mechanical respirator?
2: I I feel very stupid. I almost just said it out loud and I was like, oh, I know what that is.
3: Okay, Oliver, what is your answer? Iron lung. Sean? My answer is the big breathing machine. (laughs) Otherwise
0: known as the iron lung. Um, But yeah, no, Oliver gets the points for that. Uh, She contracted polio when she was 22 in 1949 and she remained dependent on the machine for the rest of her life, spending up to 21 hours a day in it to help her breathe. She died in 2009, having spent 60 years living in the iron lung.
2: Yeah, there's a, they, they, they made us read a bunch of horror stories about these when I was like in elementary school for like English assignments and uh, yeah, um, bonkers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just sounds awful. Yep. Hmm. Question two. What was the famous song written for the 1840 presidential campaign of William Henry Harrison and John Tyler? All righty, Oliver, what is your answer? said
2: the Stars and Stripes Forever, even though I am 100% sure it was written by someone who did not exist by that point.
0: Uh, yeah, John Philip Sousa was not born yet. <laughs> yeah. um, Sean? Sean?
3: i'm feeling good about this one uh i believe the song was vote for me or you're a square <laughs> <laughs> um th-
0: it's quite possible that the song contained those lyrics um, but that's not the title of the song um the song is called tippy canoe and tyler 2. um because william henry harrison uh was uh nicknamed old tippy canoe
3: Duh.
2: And, i mean uh, like how did we not get that and shot? tyler i, 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 I can't too. believe it
3: yeah. yeah, my mom used to sing that to me at bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um the song praised uh
0: the ticket of of Harrison and Tyler while denigrating the incumbent president Martin Van Buren.
2: I do the same thing, honestly. Like I need to write something like that. Like Sean, you're a square. Like this, <laughs> a song cycle by Oliver Dubon in seven parts.
0: While praising me, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, yeah.
2: Matthew was a Chad, and Sean was <laughs> a... <Yeah. laughs>
0: yes, my, al- my alter ego. Uh, and finally, question three. The new Metropolitan Opera House opened on September 16th, 1966, with the world premiere of what composers? Antony and Cleopatra. Do we have any guesses? Oh,
2: wait, sorry. Could I ask you to say that question one more time? Mm-hmm.
0: The new Metropolitan Opera House opened on September 16th, 1966 with the world premiere of what composers, Antony and Cleopatra? Alrighty, so do we have answers, guesses? Oliver?
2: Yeah, uh, I'll guess Samuel Barber.
0: Sean? Pierre Boulez. It was Samuel Barber.
2: (gasps) Oh my God!
0: (laughs) The opera was panned by the press initially and uh, later was revised by Barber premiering uh, again I, in 1975
2: I, I'd like to clarify by the way the reason I asked you to, to say it again because I was like it's probably Barbara but like did you say the premiere and I was like oh isn't it like didn't Purcell or something right something like that like died and an but that nope wrong thing no well the, there's an Anthony and Cleopatra by, by someone else though it's like you about that? yeah anyways
0: yeah so I don't classic remember, story I know you, everyone but. loves it <laughs> <lizard>. <laughs> well that's the end of the game <laughs> so julia what's the final score
1: final score is oliver at 275 and sean at 180.
0: oh oliver congratulations you have won is there anything that you would like to say
2: i just drank my oh no sorry there's a little bit more tea um, um oh okay. that was disgusting it's, it's gone now <laughs> um i basically uh, i want to thank um who do i want to thank um i think alex ross um who uh I accidentally called Alex Jones yesterday in a conversation Um, and I'd like to thank Tom Flaherty and Jody Rockwell for giving me the answers to many of those questions from their classes that I took (laughs) in college. Um, And I'd like to thank Sean and uh, you for being a great company Um, and Julia as well, um, even though she didn't say as much.
0: Well, that's beautiful. Well, that's our show for this week folks thank you oliver and sean for being on the show today as well as julia for being our guest scorekeeper and mason cook for composing the music and contributing some questions and thank you for listening please like and subscribe to trivia over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it and check out our facebook and instagram pages at trivia over Tea, and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show and tune in next week when we have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Happy birthday, Bernstein.